And welcome, friends, to Generations. Kevin Swanson, your host with you. Bill Jack from Worldview Academy as well. Good article from ChristianPost.com on parental rights. I haven't seen Michael Brown or any of the mainstream Christian media come on this issue of parental rights very often. This article coming out February 5th, When the Government Comes for Your Kids. Michael Brown, op-ed contributor for ChristianPost.com. And Bill, I want to park on this thing just a little bit. You know, we have been shouting this message for the last 25 years. And not too many people from the Christian school movement or the public school movement have been really all that interested. In fact, we have argued many a case at the Colorado legislature and won exemption after exemption for homeschoolers allowing for parental rights and parental decisions when it comes to the compulsory tennis law and all the rest. And I have never seen a parent from the public school or the Christian school arguing their case. Now, maybe on occasion on something relating to immunizations. So maybe, but generally speaking, I would say anywhere between 95 and hundred percent of those who care about parental rights issues are homeschoolers. And they've been shouting this for a very long time. Organizations like HSLDA and Heritage Defense have worked very hard to defend our scrimmage line, not allowing, not giving an inch, not giving an inch. And I think it's a well worth battle, but there are a lot of people going, man, you guys make a big deal out of nothing. I mean, come on. They're just trying to increase the compulsory attendance law by a single year. I mean, come on. You're making such a big deal out of you know, trying to stave off the requirement to register the immunizations for each of your children, which we do each and every year. We're fighting tooth and nail for the liberties of our homeschooling parents in the state of Colorado here at our legislature. And people say, man, you guys make a big deal out of this. Well, what they, do you they think? are now beginning to see this with the transgender movement. Well, and that's, I think, why Michael Brown is on this. Yeah. Because he's concerned now. What do you think? Have we been too concerned? I, mean, there, I haven't been that many medical kidnappings, <laughs> right? There, well, we're not talking about thousands of homeschoolers in jail oh, or the kids. Schoolers, but kids moved of children, into well, millions yeah. of children in the in the secular schools in well, the state true. schools. Yeah, yeah, they 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 they've been kidnapped them. from their yeah. parents because when your child walks onto the campus, it's known as in parenti locus, in place of the parents. Your child now belongs to the state, and most parents don't realize that. Mm-hmm. And but now they're beginning to see the results of that, the fruit of that, after the state has been mutilating children intellectually and morally for years. And now, sexually. now they're seeing the the fruit of that, and it is the physical sexual mutilization of children mm-hmm. by the state policies. Here, here's the way the article goes, Michael Brown. Let me just give you a flavor for it. It's one of the ultimate nightmares. You find yourself living under a totalitarian regime, which is militantly opposed to your personal beliefs and convictions, but you refuse to yield or cave in. You compromise to lose your very soul. So the government fights back. Go ahead. They say, be a hero, but it will cost you dearly. And we are taking away your children. Tough words from Michael Brown. As a reader, your first thought may be, thank God we live in America. Well, think again. He says, what I described has now taken place right here in the USA, the land of the free and the home of the brave. Of course, things like this have happened under communism for years. A 2009 report on homeschooling website stated the plight of German homeschoolers may have gotten worse despite rules 
Regarding the freedom of movement in the European Union, German government officials appear to have taken the unprecedented step to persuade French authorities to take four children from a family who fled Germany to France in order to escape persecution aimed at homeschoolers. And don't negate the situation where the family that escaped to Tennessee has now, they're working on extraditing them right, back, back into Germany. Germany so that they can uh, put them in jail and confiscate their children. So come on, guys. Come on, come on, come on. This, this stuff's happening. They say, well, yeah, but that's ger- Germany. I mean, the Nazis have always done that, right? Yeah. The Nazis, the Germans, they're, they're Nazis. They do this. But not here. Not in the United Socialist States of America. Not here. What, what, what do you say to that, Bill? It'll never happen here. Think I'll have another beer. Yeah. How about that? I'd, I'd say who, when they say that, they're naive. They're they're not just naive. They've they've buried their heads in the sand, and they they deserve what they get. Well, he goes on and gives a number of others. Some that live outside the U.S. Some that live inside the U.S. Sixteen year old daughter began to identify as transgender quite out of the blue, et cetera. Parents, of course, were taken completely out of the picture. And then Washington Examiner shared the heartbreaking story of Abby Martinez, who tried to fight back with. A Los Angeles school, county social workers and LGBT groups sought to transition her confused 15-year-old daughter. Uh, They killed my daughter, a tearful Martinez told the Washington Examiner. They had to pick pieces of her off the track. Really sad. You might say, but there were other factors involved in the story. The government was looking out for the child's best interest. Well, the grieving mother would beg to differ with every fiber of her being. And again, who empowered the state to make these kinds of decisions? On and on it goes. Gives an example of this family in uh, Montana. And and by the way, we just interviewed Kevin Lundberg. I was on, just going to bring that up. On the, the Art Club. The Art Club. Documentary. The very, very intense. Yes. Wow, what a documentary. That thing's got to have hundreds of thousands of downloads by now. But uh, these parents from Montana, they had no ends of troubles. This began in August of 2023. So that's only like, Six months ago. Yeah. All right. So six months ago, their teen had some issues. Uh, You know, typical teen. She was saying she didn't want to live or something and somebody overheard it. And then the the whole thing just spins out of control. Uh, She's moved to a specialized residential care facility in Wyoming, of all places. Uh, They they said we're unable to be involved at all, et cetera, et cetera. Jennifer returned in September to a Montana youth facility where she remains on and on it goes. So uh, whatever happened to the Parental Rights Amendment? Let's talk about that next on Generations Bill. We've seen it, folks. God is working in the hearts of dads and sons, and he's turning the hearts, turning the hearts of fathers back to the sons and the hearts of sons back to the fathers and turning us all back to God. That's what we're looking for, and that's the theme of the Father-Son Retreat we've been sponsoring out here in the mountains of Colorado for the last 20 years, and I've been part of this for all this time. Now, God has done amazing things through the years. Uh, I've seen it. 350 dads and sons getting into God's Word together. Nothing like it. Camaraderie, brothers on brothers. It's a band of brothers coming together. Powerful talks, prayer, father-son walks and talks, meaningful engagement. It's almost 
going without saying that dads and sons don't get enough time together, and hey, we don't get enough time out in God's nature playing games and going for hikes in God's fresh air, and we don't get quite enough time in God's Word either. So don't miss this year's Father-Son Retreats this August in the Colorado Rockies up in the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. Check it out at coloradofatherson.com and register today and be one of the first 125 people to sign up and save $100 per father and son. Secure your spot with the biggest discount available right now at coloradofatherson.com. And we are back on Generations. This is Kevin Swanson as will Bill Jack. Bill, have you seen ArtClubMovie.com? ArtClubMovie.com. This happened in Wellington and uh, Windsor. And uh, this daughter went to an art club, mm-hmm. after school art club. But it wasn't an art club. No. It was just a It was facade. a grooming. Mm-hmm. In, uh, it was a grooming club. Yeah. And she came home and she started identifying as, as male. And... Uh, the parents, they retrieved her from that evil. And in fact, in an interview after the film was shown at a public showing, one of the most interesting things about that was that the wife turned to her husband and said, you know, if it hadn't been for you, I couldn't have gotten through this. Mm-hmm. And it shows the power and the need for families. It shows the power and the need for men to stand up as fathers and defend their families. That's right. You got to fight because for it. He, she, the daughter came home and and she had been texting or emailing and saying, you know, I I'm, I identify as this. My parents don't understand me. And he sat her down and he said, do, do you really believe this? And at that point is when the daughter broke down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what that was the turning point. The love of a father reaching out to his daughter. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, that at that point, the parents weren't even believers, but they became believers as a result of this. But that's the power the, of the, a man taking responsibility yeah. as a family and as a father mm-hmm. and standing up in defense of his children. That's parental rights. A couple of takeaways that, that I get from this, and I think every parent needs to be listening right now. The rapidity with which the zeitgeist can move and reach that child it really is astounding. Yeah. It, it comes this, like this a blitz cry. Very quickly. Yeah. It's a blitz cry. It's a blitz cry. I mean, the art club, the movie, man, it was just two to three hours of indoctrination led to a two to three year battle for these right. parents. I mean, it's so please understand the rapidity with which the zeitgeist can move on your kid. Okay. Just be respected. That's all I'm saying. Respect it. And the other thing is the peer group has tremendous influence in fact, we're going to get to a story in just a little bit, probably on a successive edition of Generations, but 25% of Gen Zers now call themselves LGBTQ. And also, somebody told me that these homeschool co-ops, you've got to be cautious. These homeschool co-ops, and many of them are government-funded now, uh, and charter schools as well, a fair percentage of the kids identify as LGBTQ. Just be aware that this is the zeitgeist. They've been talked into it. They get their pop media. They sign up to Taylor Swift and all of her friends, and then they claim to be LGBTQ because that's the cool thing to do today. Now, so please be aware the homeschooling groups are are full of this stuff. So, so you're just not safe. Just be aware you're not safe. The psychiatrists, the school counselors, the teachers, they're very aggressive with this agenda bill. 
They want to homosexualize and transgender the kids. That's just it. It's a huge priority. And again, we've tried to analyze why this is such a significant priority for the zeitgeist, for the the ghost of the the age or the spirit of the age. But just that's the way this demon is moving. That's the direction the wind is blowing. So one of the questions that occurred to me, Bill, is whatever happened to parental rights? I went to the parentalrights.org website, and you can go there. It's good. They're still operating. It appears they're still active. I, I just haven't heard much from them. I, I want to hear more, and I think we should interview some of our parental rights friends. I'm talking about Mike Ferris's initiative to bring a parental rights amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Last year, four states approved parental rights statutes, so that's good. North Dakota did, finally. Iowa. North Carolina and Alabama. The year before that, Georgia, Montana, and Florida. Remember, some of those southern states were parents were very interested in parental rights and parents making decisions as to which books would be in the libraries and the rest. So that was a big deal in 2020, 2021, 2022. So I'm wondering if perhaps we're making some progress. But so far, only six states have gotten behind the amendment. And here's my point. My point is parental rights is going the same way as abortion in this country. Individual states will protect your rights as a parent, but not so much the nation as a whole. You're not going to get that in the state of Colorado. Just be aware of that. These states have become sanctuary states, these liberal states like Colorado and California. What does that mean? That means that children can, you know, run away with their friend down the street and you'll never see them again. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious with this, Bill. I, I think there are going to be hundreds, if not thousands of Christian families throughout Colorado, California, et cetera. Their kids are going to identify a certain way because they've been hanging out with the wrong crowd in the neighborhood or at the private school, the Christian school or wherever. They picked up the wrong ideas from the pop media and they are going to identify a certain way. And there's no way you're going to have access to them ever more because of what the Colorado legislature is doing. And yeah. you're aware of what's they're, what they're doing. Yes. I mean, they've, they've made it. First of all, they're trying to make it an abortion sanctuary state where you can come get an abortion, not well, yeah. just not just abortions legal here, but we want you to come and get an abortion. Right. We'll sell the, it to you. You know, the other thing is, you know, w- there's legislation, all kinds of legislations, such as a child can decide what name he should be called by. And the staff, the teachers, the administration has to abide by that. And they cannot tell the parent. The child can basically, the student can change his name daily and be identified by that. The absurdity of this is beyond comprehension, mm-hmm. and yet it is the reality of the secular state schools. Parents need to pull their kids out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the sanctuary states for, for that, that is, they're called sanctuary states for abortion, sanctuary states for transgenderism. They're states in which children will be kidnapped by the state or by state officials and uh, be brainwashed into thinking that they're a different gender and parents are not going to have any access to them. So that's California, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New Jersey, New Mexico, Vermont, and Washington state. Also a few cities on the list. Listen, New York city, Kansas city, Missouri, West Hollywood, California, They've become these sanctuary states and, and, and cities. They're very, very dangerous state, dangerous cities, intent on destroying children, kidnapping children in some cases. So children's rights will trump parental rights every time in these states, and children's rights will ultimately be that which is determined by state officials. 
You follow me? In other words, the state officials have brainwashed them to thinking a certain way. The child makes a choice based upon the pressure placed upon them by the school administration. And then the parent has no say whatsoever in the case. That's what I'm talking about here. It's not so much children's rights as much as children having a right to be propagandized and brainwashed by the state. That's what it is. Let's just say that's what it is. And I don't think Christian schools will protect you. I don't think homeschooling, certainly homeschooling groups will not necessarily protect you. But what, what do we do? What do we say to parents? Well, a couple of things. Number one is exactly what Bill Jack just said concerning this family whose child was uh, whisked away into the art club and then uh, brainwashed. Parents must really build trust with their own children relationships are really key here and relationships are fragile things keep that in mind especially when you've got pop media and peer groups that are just pressing in all the time on our children's minds and hearts just be aware of the of of the obstacles and the power of the zeitgeist especially when it comes to pop media and especially when it comes to their friends who no doubt were attending art club the way she made it into art club because her friend went to art club. Right. That's it. You know, that's the way it went. So, okay. A couple options. Number one, parents build trust with your children. Number two, move to a safer state. That may not be for everybody, Bill, but wow, there are 11 states. I just mentioned the most dangerous states in America. Move to a safer state. Here's one more. Completely remove all suggestions. From media, from school, all references to the weirdness of society, from your children who are impressionable and they don't understand these things. They haven't been rooted and grounded in God's truth. And also replace all of the weirdness with Philippians 4.8. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So your children... The way they're raised should be in that atmosphere, not not the atmosphere of the weirdness in our world around us. And then fourthly, teach your children contentment and gratitude. Tell them God is your creator. God has made you who you are. God is right. God is good. God has established you and, and given you the identity and the personality and all these things that are gifts to you, specifically for you. And also correct the rebellious spirit in children when they're two years old or three years old, four, five, six, seven years old. Oftentimes it's that rebellion from early years that just seeps into the teenage years and things just get worse. And then finally, Bill, make sure that they're attending a very, very solid church that doesn't compromise one iota on the world's agenda, but finds its authority in the word of God. Don't attend an Andy Stanley type church that plays footsie with the world. Attend a godly biblical church. And by the way, in this story, that family, actually, the church did make something of a difference. Yes. I can't remember whether that was off air or whether that was in the interview or whatever it was, but I do remember the church made a difference for this family in the restoration, the redemption of the the girl. And the art club, the documentary. I'm going to add one more thing, Kevin. And that is we need parents. And grandparents with PWP, parents with pitchforks. They cannot sit back. They have to go and they have to go after the monster of Frankenstein that is bringing down their children. And we need to pull this system down. It is killing kids. 
I'm advocating for PWPs, parents with pitchforks, mm-hmm. and they it's, need to go after this it's monster. Just, it's just, it's just wicked. It is evil. It's just evil. It's evil. Yeah, yeah. And I think just say it what it is, and make sure that the church you attend has a biblical stance on parental rights. That is, parents should have the final decision making on diet, dress, medical care, educational choices for their children, and biblical law allows the father to have the val veto power for daughters entering into marriage. Now, there are limits to parental authority. Parents who beat their kids, abuse their children, cross over the lasting harm stipulation in Lex Talionis must be turned into the civil magistrate. And we get this. There are limits. There are jurisdictional limits, and the Bible lays these out very clearly. But the family economy takes precedence over the state economy. Child labor laws that get in the way of the family economy should be eliminated. And the compulsory tennis laws, the compulsory tennis laws should be eliminated. Yeah, they entirely. don't. They don't. They don't. Uh, the state has no business. education. No, they, they just, don't do that. They ensure indoctrination. Indoctrination and maybe a little babysitting on the side. But no, no. Compulsory tennis laws are entirely unbiblical. Get rid of them. All right. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Generations Broadcast, friends. I encourage you to our little book, Keep the Faith on Education, and the other little book, Keep the Faith on Family and Sexuality. These are some of the most basic principles that I could possibly identify for you on some of the hot-button issues of the day. I put them in these short little hardback books. They're barely 100 page each, but uh, wow, they pack a punch. Keep the Faith on Sexuality and Keep the Faith on Education, which obviously places the responsibility of education with parents. Keep the faith on education. Keep the faith on sexuality and family. These books available at generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.